Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're deep in the heart of Texas, visiting San Antonio with my good friend Shannon Allen of thewanderluster.com. Shannon escaped the freezing temps of Chicago for the laid-back atmosphere and mild winters of San Antonio. In this episode, Shannon and I talk about having mimosas at the Boiler House, watching the Battle of the Flowers Parade, and eating a three-pound cinnamon roll at Lulu's Bakery. You have these three fun stories, plus a bunch more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash San Antonio. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey Shannon, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here. Today we're talking about San Antonio, Texas. We got to remember the Alamo in today's episode, right? Absolutely. Do not forget the Alamo. (laughs) So what brought you to San Antonio? You know, I actually lived in Chicago before this, and I was with my partner at the time, and we were really tired of those long Chicago winters and did a long tour of a bunch of southern cities, including Savannah, Charleston, Austin, New Orleans, and ended up in San Antonio, fell in love with the city, fell in love with the warm weather, and ended up moving here. I mean, all those are great cities. They are. I will add Nashville to that list if uh, you know if you ever think about moving again. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I, I've been to San Antonio and it's a lot of fun. So, what do you like love most about the city? I absolutely love San Antonio because of its laid back atmosphere. Texas in general is one of my favorite places. I just feel so much at home here. And San Antonio itself has a unique vibe about it. It's very much influenced by the Texas Southern culture, but also influenced by its Mexican roots and Latino culture. So the food's great here. The people are wonderful. There's always something fun to do. And um, I love the city because it's affordable to live at and there's always something new to explore. I'm sold. If I hadn't already moved to Nashville, maybe uh, I would move to San Antonio. So if you had to describe the people or the city in like just a couple of words, how would you do that? I would probably say San Antonio and its people are warm and welcoming. We are a culture here that's steeped in tradition and a myriad of influences from its Southern roots and Latino roots. Um, We definitely love our Spurs, go Spurs go. And so we're (laughs) definitely a basketball city. But I would say if I could describe it, it'd be warm and welcoming. Right on. Yeah. You mentioned the Spurs. One of the reasons why we actually visited San Antonio the first time was that I wanted to see Tim Duncan play before he retired. We actually visited uh, during his last season, and uh, it was wonderful. It was a great game, and like, yeah, the crowd was super into it, and it's great to be able to see that. Absolutely, yeah. I've been fortunate enough that with my day job, I've been able to work with the Spurs a little bit, and I know people that work for the Spurs as well, and it's just so steeped in culture here. There are sports towns, for sure. Chicago is a sports town. Everyone loves the sports over there, but nothing seems to be San Antonioans' love of the Spurs and Tim Duncan. Nice. Okay, so when people are thinking of visiting San Antonio, what time of year should they plan on visiting? Is the weather good year-round, or is it like better than other certain times versus others? That is a excellent question. Anyone that's from here will tell you that the summers here are the worst. The state bird is a mosquito. And so I wouldn't (laughs) 
recommend anybody coming here in the summer if you can help it. Not that it's bad, but it is a little bit on the warm and muggy side. My personal favorite time is spring. Everything is gorgeous here. The trees are in bloom. The river walk is gorgeous. The temperature is mild. And also, while you're here in the springtime, you can hit up Fiesta. Yeah, we actually did another episode on San Antonio where we talked about the Fiesta a lot. And we'll get into that in a little bit with you as well. So, when people are planning to come to visit San Antonio, there's just the one major airport. Is that correct? Yes, just one airport. Okay. And then so when we're flying into the airport, getting from the airport to the, the city where we're going to explore everything, do we rent a car, uh, public transportation, Uber? What's the best way to get around? You know, it honestly depends on what you're doing while you're here. If you are going to be in the downtown area along the Riverwalk, I would say you probably don't need a car. In that local area of downtown, there are plenty of walkable areas around the Riverwalk near the Alamo. So if that's your major plan, you may not need a car and you can Uber for anything you need in the city center. If you're also planning on hitting up something like SeaWorld or Six Flags, which we also have here, maybe some of the missions that are outside of the city center, I would say probably rent a car. But it really depends on what you're planning on doing. You can get away with not having a car. But if you're doing anything outside of downtown, I would recommend getting a car. And public transportation is not really a thing here. Okay. Yeah, that, that's similar to where, where I lived in LA. There was like there were buses. There was a little bit of a, a subway, but it didn't really get you where you wanted to go. So it's maybe one of those things where we use like Uber to, to get to the city center, hang out for a few days, and then on the days that we need a car, just rent one on those days. That way we can save a little bit of money when we're there and not have to worry about parking and you know all those other things that you have to worry about when you're actually renting a car. Yeah, I would agree with that. Parking downtown can be very pricey, especially at the hotels. They do have valet, but you know, that runs anywhere from 20 to $50 a day. The parking lots themselves, if you're not affiliated with a hotel, those are like $10 and that can add up really quick. So I would say if you're coming to San Antonio, be strategic as to what you're doing and when and stack it for different areas of the city so you can know when and how to get around. That sounds good. Okay. So when we're thinking about uh, where to stay in San Antonio, are there certain parts of the city that we should avoid or certain parts that we should make sure that we, we kind of book a hotel in that area? You know, I will say as much as I do not love the Riverwalk personally, I think it's more of a tourist trap. If you're visiting and you're not a local like myself, Anything you get on the Riverwalk will be pretty close to excellent. Read the reviews. There are a couple hotels I absolutely love. Um, Hotel Emma is absolutely stunning, and it's located up at the Pearl. It's also off the Riverwalk, so you can walk to it if you want to. And it is everything that's kind of along the Riverwalk is easy to get to. And I would really just read the reviews to see what's a fit for the type of getaway you're trying to have. There are plenty of family-friendly hotels here, but then there's also some more upscale and romantic, some luxe hotels. So you can really find anything you want around the downtown area. It just depends on your needs. Right on. Yeah. When we visited, we kind of stayed at one of those touristy hotels near the Riverwalk. And what was kind of cool is when in the morning, they had a free breakfast. And the waffle maker actually made waffles in the shape of Texas. You bet. Everything is in the shape of Texas here. <laughs> that was so awesome. I was like, I'm like, I am actually right now I'm eating Dallas right now. I'm eating Austin. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty fun. Okay. So you mentioned something that called the Pearl. What is that? Yeah, the Pearl was actually a brewery just north of downtown. It's still in the heart of downtown and easy to get to. 
but it was a brewery for many years and it shut down, unfortunately, and was left to basically rot for a couple generations. Now we've revitalized that area and built not only the brewery into this gorgeous five-star hotel, but the area around it hosts a farmer's market, splash pad for the kids, plenty of gorgeous areas to walk through on the Riverwalk. And it also has lots of restaurants, bakeries, bars, everything you would need, really. So I would recommend for anyone that comes to San Antonio, make it a plan to either walk to the Pearl on the Riverwalk. It's kind of a hike, but still doable. Or take an Uber from the city center to the Pearl. You can spend an entire day there just noshing and enjoying yourself and catching some sun while you're there. That sounds really cool. So uh, we talked about the Riverwalk a little bit. And for people who aren't familiar with what that is, can you describe it? Yeah, so the Riverwalk is actually a fun man-made river that has river taxis throughout, which can take you from hotel to hotel, from some of the more touristy draws like Dick's Last Resort and the Hard Rock Cafe. It spans through the Alamo and around the Alamo area and goes from the north end from the Pearl to the south end, which is the Blue Star Art Complex, and basically has a little bit of something for everyone. There are some touristy things, some local barbecue places, some great spots for margaritas, but basically it's a walkable experience in the city center that really encompasses many of the tourist draws that San Antonio is known for. Yeah, when I when I went there, it reminded me kind of like the um, what's that movie, the, the Lord of the Rings, like the Shire almost, you know, because almost like these little small businesses like incorporated into like the side of the of the wall into the trees and everything, and it's just like almost like it feels like you're transformed into like a, a new world. Yeah, it's a beautiful location, um, especially at Christmas time. If you are here in the winter, you can watch the river taxis go by. There are all these old growth trees that are up and usually they're dripping in lights and you can hear the birds going nuts. I will say it is a very uh, noisy area in the best way possible with the sounds of the river. Lots of birds, people laughing. It's kind of a great spot. Absolutely. So you mentioned margaritas and what's your favorite place for margaritas down there at the Riverwalk? All right, so there's a couple good places you can grab margaritas. One of my favorite places on the north end of the Riverwalk, and it's at La Gloria. But I would say if you're closer to downtown, one of my favorite bars at the heart of the Riverwalk is a historic bar called the Esquire Tavern. You can get pretty much anything there, including a good margarita. Hey, I'm all about the margaritas and then excellent Mexican food and just fun times. So that sounds like a great way to spend an afternoon. Okay, you also mentioned the Blue Star Arts District. What is that? Yeah, so at the south end of the Riverwalk, you can actually go to the Blue Star Art Complex, where they'll often have some art shows and things that are family-friendly that you can visit. But it also has a couple spots for dining, which is great. And it's home to one of my favorite bars in the entire city, Bar 1919, which is set up in a very secret location. You have to look for the red light to find it. And you can get some amazing cocktails there. But like I said, you can pretty much do anything you want there. You'll see kayakers down at the Blue Star. You'll see people taking the the river trails down to the missions. And it's the end of the river proper in downtown San Antonio and a really good spot to spend half a day. Uh, That sounds fun. So uh, we don't want to miss out talking about the Alamo. Obviously, that's a big tourist draw. Are there any suggestions as far as skipping lines or, or saving money when we're visiting some of these attractions? Well, in terms of the Alamo, the lines aren't usually too bad unless you're going there during peak season or there's a local school visiting, which seems to happen pretty regularly. As you mentioned, the Alamo is a fixture of Texas culture. I would say plan your visit in advance. 
because there are a lot of tourists that love to meander around there. But the Alamo is actually undergoing a lot of historic renovations at this moment. So make sure you plan that there isn't any closures while you're visiting. Okay. Yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it's great that the kids are getting their education, but it's bad for you. If you're on vacation, you right. have limited time and you're stuck behind you know, 300 kids. So <laughs> we also mentioned earlier talking about the Fiesta. Can you kind of just touch on what that is and um, what it means to the city of San Antonio? Yeah, Fiesta is probably one of the most notable celebrations we have here in San Antonio. It is usually about a week long and it happens in the spring, usually around Easter. And it encompasses a series of citywide events that people love to celebrate culture. We have everything from Oyster Bake to Night in Old San Antonio, tons of parades on the river and through the streets. The Battle of the Flowers Parade is a personal favorite. And basically people dress up eat chicken on a stick, drink a lot of alcohol, enjoy mariachi bands and local flavor, and also collect lots and lots of medals. I would say Fiesta medals are the Mardi Gras beads of New Orleans, but here in Texas, we collect Fiesta medals. Interesting. Okay. So it sounds like a lot of fun, both for adults as well as for kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty to do for all ages, whether you drink or not. So no matter what you want to experience during Fiesta, you can definitely go absolutely crazy with beer and local margaritas and have a good adults night out. Or if you want something a bit more family friendly, there's Battle of the Flowers and other events that are definitely geared more towards a family friendly affair. So we have some great websites that are built from the city of San Antonio, which can explain all of the events and you can decide what's a good fit for your visit. Absolutely. And we'll link to all that in the show notes for sure. I know that there's also quite a lot of museums that are great to visit when you visit San Antonio. Yeah, I would say the museums here are some of my favorites to recommend. There's the Witty, which has a great dinosaur exhibit. There's also the Duseum, which is perfect for kids, especially if you have kids that are wound up from a flight. Get them there and let them run out their energy. But I would also say we have the Botanical Gardens, which are some of my favorites, and plenty of art museums, some of which are located on the Riverwalk between the Pearl and downtown, which you can also visit. What are some of your favorite museums, like say if I'm coming with my wife to San Antonio? So I would say if you and your wife were visiting San Antonio, the McNay Art Museum is great. And they're also free, I believe, on Thursdays if you're here during a weeknight. I think HEB sponsors them for at least a free night every week. So you can always go there. I love it for a nice romantic evening where there are plenty of restaurants nearby. So you can enjoy the museum, take in some art, and then eat. But I would say that that particular museum is not accessible from the Riverwalk. So you may need to Uber or rent a car. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, before we get going, I definitely want to talk about some of the food in San Antonio. Uh, What are some of your favorite restaurants? Oh, yes. So some of my favorite restaurants are actually located at the Pearl, which I mentioned earlier. One of my favorites is Southerly. It's a kind of a Southern fusion restaurant. And if you're here during crawfish season, which is right now in the early springtime, you can get a delicious crawfish boil, which again, San Antonio is a mix of its Latino and Southern roots. And it also has a brewery that they make their own beer. So that's one of my personal favorite spots. La Gloria is just around the corner and it's also really good for some good Mexican dishes. And of course, I would also recommend and be remiss if I did not mentioned Mi Tierra, which is wonderful for Tex-Mex and located near downtown. Yeah, I love me some Tex-Mex. Just having some beers, having some tacos, uh, you know, a little burrito action in there. Uh, I think that's really awesome. So uh, if we're looking at for a place for breakfast while we're there in San Antonio, where should we go for that? 
You know, honestly, I would recommend over at the Pearl. There are lots of great spots. Uh, The Boiler House is one of my favorite places to get food. You can get an amazing mimosa flight that has like prickly pear, blood orange, and regular orange. And prickly pear mimosas, if you have not had them, I would highly recommend them. And then there's also a bakery Lorraine, which makes amazing pastries and also located at the Pearl. I would definitely recommend their macarons. Ooh, yeah. My wife loves those. So yeah, we'll have to do that. One thing that I was looking at when I was doing a little research on San Antonio is uh, Lulu's Bakery. From what I saw, they have a three-pound cinnamon roll. Yes. I have not been uh, ballsy enough to try that myself, but I have heard totally good things about them. They're definitely worth the investment. Yeah. That, what I see on the on Instagram and, and social media, those things are massive and they just look absolutely delicious. But I think you'd probably need like a, like a football team or, bas- or at least a basketball team to be able to take it down because three pounds is a lot of cinnamon roll. It is a lot of cinnamon roll, but typical Texas, we like to do it big here. <laughs> nice. Say if we're uh, after dinner or after lunch and maybe it's like mid-afternoon or doing it for a little nightcap, where should we go if we want like a, like a dessert, like a little ice cream or some sort of cheesecake or something like that? There are a couple of really good spots. Um, I would say they're good for dessert. As I mentioned, Bakery Lorraine is a great spot for some really high-end and delicious desserts. But over at the Pearl, there's also Lick, which has some really unique flavors of gourmet ice cream, which I'm a fan of. You may not be a fan of this, but they actually do make like a beet goat cheese ice cream, if I recall correctly, which sounds really gross, but it was actually amazing. But they do great local flavors like horchata, churro, things like that, that are really delicious. So I'd recommend Lick as well. Yeah, I, I would do the uh, the churro one, but I'm not sure about that, the beet goat cheese. I, maybe my wife, she's a little more adventurous than me as far as food goes. So maybe she'll try it or maybe I can slip my, my son a dollar and say, hey, I bet you this dollar that you won't try this and see if he likes it. Right. There you go. <laughs> so again, say, say my wife and I uh, left the kids behind and we're coming to San Antonio after a night out for dinner and someplace nice, if we want to go out dancing or um, just kind of have a late nightcap, where should we go for that? You know, there is a hall over at the Pearl and they have Jazz Texas, which is great for live music. If you want to go to a honky tonk for some dancing and do a Texas two-step, I would recommend the Lonesome Rose, which is just outside of downtown. It's kind of a dive bar, but they have great musical acts and it's pretty low key. If you just want to have a fun night that has a Texas vibe. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I think it's I think it's cool that being able to one have something that's very like unique to wherever you're visiting, but also you know like get away from like the touristy spots and go see where some of the locals hang out. I think that's really kind of part of the experience that a lot of people miss. And thank you for sharing that. That's I think that'd be a lot of fun to go in there. And uh, we have a lot of honky tonks here in Nashville, but uh, I think some of those some of them are getting a little commercialized. So being able to go to one that's more of like authentic and, uh, you know, off the, off the beaten path. I think that'd be a better way to go. Absolutely. So Shannon, I really appreciate you sharing all the different tips for San Antonio. I learned a lot. I've been to the city a few times and I learned so much from all your tips, but now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited San Antonio, where should they go and what should they eat? It's really a challenge for me to just recommend one place out of all the places I love to nosh here in San Antonio. But if I had to pick one place for someone to eat, I would definitely recommend Mitiera. They have great Tex-Mex and the vibe is truly unique. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Again, Tex-Mex is is great food. And like you said, it's kind of like mixing the, the local Texas culture versus also like the Hispanic influence from Mexico. So you've lived in San Antonio for a few years now. What's one of your most memorable stories? 
You know, there have been a lot of really weird moments here in San Antonio, but I think one of the most interesting things we had was when it snowed here once. People don't think it snows in Texas, and it does. And the only reason why I knew it was snowing, I was inside watching TV, is that I heard the excitement of the children outside freaking out that we actually were getting like an inch or two inches of snow. So though it doesn't get very snowy here, it's usually a mild or hot climate here. I would say having it snow right around Christmas was pretty cool. I'm sure those kids are going to remember that for the rest of their life. Remember that one time when it snowed on Christmas? Wasn't that awesome? I can just hear, I can hear them now. Right. Yeah. So speaking of happy times and happy memories, where's the happiest happy hour in San Antonio? You know, I would say San Antonio has a lot of really good happy hour specials. So no matter where you're at, you could find a good deal on any cocktail. But my personal favorite is over in the Blue Star Art Complex. It's a place called Halcyon, and they offer some really great specials. And what's unique about this location is that it's a coffee bar that also has a full bar. And my favorite thing to get there is the cold brew. It's like a Long Island iced tea, but it's made with cold brew. That thing will put you on your tush, and it's on sale. And I love it, and I would recommend it. So if you want tea, coffee, or cocktails, you can get whatever you want at Halcyon. Right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to take my wife there because she loves coffee. And uh, you know, occasionally she likes a little bit of a good drink. You know, So that sounds perfect. Well, whenever I travel, I always try to find the best place for pepperoni pizza in whatever city I'm visiting. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in San Antonio? All right. So this one might be up for debate, but one of my favorite places to get pizza is Dough. There are two locations in San Antonio. One's kind of on the north end, but one is actually located near downtown at the Hemisphere, which is a newly renovated park. I absolutely love the Hemisphere location. It's great for kids with a splash pad, but I would say you can keep the kids busy and have an amazing slice of pizza. And for our friends out there that can't eat gluten, it is by far, hands down, the best gluten-free pizza I've ever had. So no matter what you get, you'll be happy at dough. Yeah, I know a lot of people are gluten-sensitive and everything like that, but as far as I'm concerned with pizza, give me all the gluten you got because it's just something about it that makes it taste so much better. But uh, it's good to have options for people that, that maybe need a little bit of dietary restrictions uh, to be considered of. Now, Shannon, I know that you know we've been friends for a number of years. We see each other at FinCon all the time. I know you travel quite a bit, and we've, we've shared a lot of those memories. What's your best travel tip? All right, so my number one travel tip would be figure out what you want to get out of your travel experience and build your entire trip around that. There are some people that want the luxury five-star experience. Other people want to have more of a local feeling and really know what it's like to live somewhere else. Some people are in it for the food. Some people are in it for the partying. Prioritize whatever's going to give you the most joy on your trip and build your trip around it. Not everything is worth the expense. And so when people ask me on how to get the most bang for their buck or have the best experience, figure out what matters to you. There are some trips I take where I really want to have a luxury spa experience. I want to relax and just have everything taken care of. Other times, I really want to feel what it's like to travel like a local and eat at all the local dives and get some good street food. Really figure out the experience you want for the location you want and spend your money accordingly. You don't have to go balls to the wall for everything. Just figure out what's going to give you the most bang for your buck and make the experience you want and go for that. Now, that sounds like perfect advice. Yeah, because the way I look at it is when you're traveling, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much time you have, there's always going to be more that you could have done whenever you visited a place. And so you got to prioritize. Like you said, figure out what you want to do the, the most. And then, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to get to all the other things. And that's what, you know, you and I do a lot with the miles and points is that way you can always go back. 
you know, you don't have to hit everything. You know, like I'm, I'm usually traveling with my kids and you're trying to like drag a four-year-old around to hit every spot that you want to hit is like a recipe for disaster. So again, pick the things that you want the most. And you know what? The other things, again, you can either not do them at all, or maybe you're only going to hit one or two of them instead of all 10. Right. And I would say, you know, I've taken trips to Europe before, especially as a solo traveler. For me, having a high-end luxury hotel on some trips wasn't a big of a deal, but I wanted to really go crazy with food. So when I have a limited budget, I may stay at a hostel or try to divvy up on a hotel with a friend. And then I go absolutely nuts on the scotch tours, on the whiskey tours, having high tea, things like that. Like when I've traveled to Europe, those had the most impact on my travel. The accommodations weren't as big of a deal. Other times when I've gone to like Cancun or something like that definitely want to have a high-end hotel experience and I don't really want to go off resort so really prioritize what's going to bring you the most joy and go for that so again Shannon thank you so much for all these tips I've learned a lot about San Antonio it's been wonderful you and I have been friends for years we've known each other for FinCon and and just social media and everything else but the audience may not know who you are and what you do so can you share a little bit about that and then tell people what's the best way to reach you in case they want to ask questions about San Antonio Awesome. Yeah. If anyone has questions about San Antonio or wants advice for pretty much anything Texas related, I'm your girl. You can find me over at thewonderluster.com. And that's wonder as in I wonder what's going on versus wandering around with an A. So you can find me over there. I'm also on Instagram at Howdy Shannon and uh, pretty much anywhere else where social media is carried. I'm pretty much everywhere. Over at your website, can you tell us a little bit about what you write about? So that way people can get a flavor of what, what articles they can find there. Absolutely. I have been writing about financial freedom, travel hacking, and basically living a life that's full of wonder and excitement over at the Wonderluster for a few years. And I pretty much tackle it from a single gal's perspective. So if you're listening out there and want a little bit more wonder in your life, whether that means travel hacking, seeing new places or knocking things off of your bucket list, I'm your girl. Right on. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Awesome. Thanks so much. Big thanks to Shannon for coming onto the show and sharing her tips for San Antonio. Show her some love by following her on Instagram at HowdyShannon. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about San Antonio. All the links we talked about today can be found on WeTravelThere.com forward slash San Antonio. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate sponsor of the show. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to WeTravelThere.com forward slash Clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we visit the warm sandy beaches of Mazatlan, Mexico to speak with my new friend, Carlos Berdegue, who's the CEO of El Cid Resorts. Carlos and I talk about the city's 12 miles of sandy beaches, the French architectural influence, and riding pulmonias around the town. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 